Buying a business is very different to buying a house, and it's important to understand the difference between the two if you're in the market to buy a business. Hi, my name's Ali Kane, and I'm the host of the Buy That Business podcast. Each episode, we talk to expert business brokers about everything you need to know when it comes to buying and selling a business. Today, I'm joined by Glenn Prunster from Finn Business Sales. Welcome to the podcast, Glenn. Oh, hi, Ali, and uh, thank you for having me on your show. So, Glenn, tell me a little bit about where you started and how you got to be where you are now. So, I started out as a, a chemist at an oil refinery down here in uh, Perth many, many years ago, and then I spent um, 18 years working overseas in a variety of roles, uh, predominantly commercial roles. I was quite heavily involved in the commodity trading and freight trading industry um, with an oil focus. Most recently, I spent four years setting up a freight trading business for Ampol Australia based in Singapore. And ultimately, the pull of the Australian lifestyle brought me back to, back to Australia. And so I've moved into the business broking world. So, Glenn, how did you become a business broker? Uh, Ali, so I spent um, approximately 18 years working overseas um, in the commodity trading and freight trading industry, um, focused in the oil industry. Um, I spent the last four years setting up a freight trading business for Ampol Australia based in Singapore. Um, but ultimately, I always wanted to come back to Australia. The, the lifestyle in Australia is very hard to beat. So I came back to Australia a few years ago and it was time to take a new direction in my career. And at that point, I decided to move into the business broking world. So, Glenn, where should someone start if they're interested in buying a business? Um, so, buying a business is, is very different to buying a house. Obviously, when you're buying a house, the first thing you want to work out is where you want to live. Um, when you're buying a business, uh, there's, there's very different considerations. Um, so, as a business buyer, you really need to understand what is your end goal? What are you, what are you actually trying to achieve? Are you looking to buy a business as an investment? Uh, that generates a passive income that you have minimal involvement in the day-to-day? Or are you looking to buy a business as an employment um, option and to deliver a certain lifestyle that you're hoping to achieve? They're very different outcomes. Um, if you're looking to buy a business as a job, what's the difference between that and buying a business as an investment? So typically, the investment buyer will be just very focused on the return on investment. So they'll, they'll be very keenly looking at the financials of the business, the repeatability of the earnings, and they'll probably have less interest in the actual nature of the business or the location of the business. Whereas if you're buying a, a business as a job, well, then you need to be conscious of how many hours is it actually going to require to run this business successfully what kind of revenue is it going to deliver relative to the revenue you're hoping to achieve to deliver your lifestyle? And also location becomes very important because obviously you're going to have to live in that location to run the business. That's very true. So the $64 million question is, what should you look for in a business broker? So firstly, the business broker should be asking a lot of questions of you as the buyer. So it's important for the business broker to understand what exactly are your motivations and, and what are the goals you're trying to achieve um, because with that information, the business broker can help you identify the, the more suitable opportunities in the market and, and help you avoid the ones that are potentially going to lock you into long hours or, or you buy a business that, that's really not suited to you. 
that you're probably going to be looking to get out of in the near future? So I guess it's that um, information gathering process at the start of the relationship so both sides can understand what the other's interests are and what the other what everybody has to offer. That, that's exactly correct. And, and it is very much an information gathering exercise in the initial stages of the inquiry. Very often we have people inquire about businesses that are probably not that suited for them, but using the knowledge we garner from them, we can redirect them to other businesses that are potentially much better suited to the buyer. So if you're um, interested in a target business, what are some of the, the questions that you should be asking the business broker and also the business itself? So firstly, if you're looking at the business as a business to own and operate yourself, um, you need to be really mindful of what, what is the business going to demand of you to run this business successfully. So you want to know what are the current owners actually doing in the business because that's the role you're going to be filling. And do you have the skills necessary to keep the business running successfully? Are you willing to put in the hours that it's required to run the business successfully? Alternatively, if you're looking to buy it as an investment, so it's very easy to see what the historic earnings look like. You can find that from the financial reports and that's something that we will we will share. But the question is the repeatability of the earnings. How much risk is around those earnings? And that will ultimately determine the price that you're willing to pay for that particular business. Are there any red flags that potential acquirers should be looking out for? Certainly one of the big red flags is if the financial reports are not readily available um, or, for example, if, if as you start to get down the path of doing due diligence, the financial reports perhaps don't reconcile with the bank accounts or if there's a lot of cash going through the business, um, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's very hard to reconcile cash flow or cash through the business. And so it doesn't come with any guarantees. So those are the sort of things you should be looking out for. And also a big red flag would be if there's any illegal activities going on in the business or if the business is not compliant with the appropriate regulations, that's probably one you want to steer clear of. Absolutely. That would be uh, stay away from any business involved in those sorts of activities. Sure. So, Glenn, um, if you've never bought a business before, how does the negotiation process usually unfold? The difference with buying a business versus buying a house, for example, when, when you buy a house, your criteria will be a certain number of bedrooms, a certain number of bathrooms, a particular location, um, and then the quality of the build. The quality of the business is really determined by the financial reports, right? So, so the focus is very much on financial reports. And you know, as I talked about, the repeatability of earnings, the risk associated with the business. So when you take those factors into account as a buyer, you need to determine in your own mind where you see fair value for that business. So the way the process works is we as brokers will do an appraisal for a business owner and we will look at realistically in the current market, what do we think a buyer is willing to pay? What is a lender willing to lend to secure the business? And what will the buyer's accountant be willing to see as, as legitimate income for the business? Um, and so we start with a, we, we list the business with an asking price and then the negotiation will be, that's the price the buyer, uh, sorry, that's the price the seller is looking to achieve in the market. Yeah. It's about finding the buyer that's looking for the, that's willing, that sees value at the same sort of price. 
Are there some typical hurdles that stop a, a sale from going ahead? Yeah, so the, the first one is affordability. So first question is, sometimes buyers may not have done their, their background uh, homework and understand how much they can actually raise or a particular type of business, uh, banks will lend higher or lower ratios depending on the nature of the business. If it's a high risk business, the, the banks probably won't lend a very high ratio for that. So to purchase that business, you have to have the ability to service, uh, to either buy it with cash or draw equity out of perhaps a real estate asset you may own. Um, so that, that's a hurdle. Another hurdle is particularly for franchises, it's, it's important to know the franchisor's requirements for the franchisees. So there'll be certain uh, requirements the franchisor will insist on. And if the buyer doesn't meet those, then the sale won't go ahead uh, because the sale will always be conditioned on the franchisor's approval. And thirdly, a big hurdle is um, the landlord assigning the lease to the new buyer, typically like for leasehold businesses. Yeah. Similar scenario, the landlord will have criteria uh, that need to be met prior to assigning the lease. And if the buyer can't meet those criteria, then that will prevent the deal from going through. You touched on an important point there, which is finance. How are these deals typically financed? Is it through equity? Is it through a straight business loan? So ideally, it would be through uh, cash, but sadly, not all of us are sitting on uh, piles of cash that we can just go out and buy, buy a business. The most common vehicle would be redrawing equity from an existing asset, particularly a real estate asset. So the lenders see that as a pretty safe avenue for, for lending for a business purchase because they have recourse in that they can recover their losses by the real estate asset. And thirdly would be an unsecured loan against the um, predicted cash flows of the business. That would definitely come with a higher interest rate. Mm. and probably a shorter period. So that might be enough to get you started, use the cash flows to build up some equity and then refinance the business in one or two years' time. Down the track. At what point should you walk away from a deal when you know this is not for me? If the seller is not openly sharing the financials for the business mm -hmm. or if, as I said before, if the financials don't reconcile with perhaps Australian tax return lodgements or bank accounts because they're verifiable records. Um, and and if, if things are not reconciling, then there's a problem. And, and equally, again, if, if you do your due diligence and you find the business is not compliant with appropriate regulations and things, then definitely that's not, not one to move forward with. So, Glenn, we're coming to the end of our time together. What's your top tip to someone who's thinking about buying a business to get it across the line? So my top tip is to understand the outcomes you're trying to achieve before engaging in the market. Um, understand if you're trying to achieve a passive income in which you're looking for a business that has a strong management in place, uh, a secure repeatable income, or are you looking for a business that's going to generate a lifestyle that you're, you're looking to run and operate yourself? That would be my top tip. Understand what your motivations are and then understand your position and willingness to do what's needed to run the business successfully. Well, I, I certainly know that if I was a buyer or seller, I'd feel that I was in safe hands with you. So thanks 
so much for your time this morning, Glenn. That's all we have time for today. But if you'd like further information or to make a comment about anything that you've heard today, please find the details for the podcast at the bottom of the stream. Thanks so much and goodbye. Thank you. Thanks for having me.